Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, it's another day, and I'm so thankful that you're listening, and may God bless you, and may God lead you. You know, I don't know. It's going to be a great spring, isn't it? Don't you think it's going to be a great spring? I think it's going to be a great spring. I think God wants to do some powerful things in the life of the people of Idaho and in you. Yes, in you. You individually who are listening. You that are listening all across the valley. And even some, I got some friends, I've told you before, in Vancouver, Washington, to listen. And one, my friend Julie, she's always listening. And so I'm so thankful for her and and, uh, for others there that I was a pastor there for years and got to know people. And, but there's people that tune in, they can go to our archives and, and listen, and I'm grateful for them because we want people to hear God's word and know that God is for real. You can trust in him with all you have. And Lord, bless you all this day as you listen. And Lord, help us as we move forward today. Help me to preach your word in such a way that people would understand it, people would respond to it, And Lord, that your Holy Spirit would guide my lips and my heart and my mind, that I'd share your truth. And God, that uh, your truth would certainly set us free. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 13th chapter of Acts. And I'm going to talk about, I think, verse 14 and on down here. And we're just going to chat a little bit and share about God's word and, and allow the Holy Spirit to move us to places that maybe we've never gone before. But going on from Perga, they arrived in Pisidian, Antioch, and on the Sabbath day they went into the synagogue and sat down. And after the reading of the law and the prophets and synagogues, officials sent to them, saying, Brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say it. (laughs) Good. And Paul, this is Paul, Apostle Paul, and Paul stood up, and motioning with his hand, he said, Men of Israel, and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers and made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. And with an uplifted arm, he led them out from it. And after a period of about 40 years, he put up with them in the wilderness. Of course, you know, he's talking about the exile from Egypt. They were slaves for hundreds of years and led them out. And when he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, he distributed their land as an inheritance, all of which took about 450 years. And after these things, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. And then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. And after he had removed him, He raised up David to be their king, concerning whom he also testified and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do all my will. From this offspring of this man, according to promise, God has brought to Israel's Savior, Jesus. After John had proclaimed before his coming a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel, and while John was completing his course, he kept saying, What do you suppose that I am? I am not he, but behold, one is coming after me that the sandals of whom feet I am not worthy to untie. And of course, John the Baptist was referring to Jesus. Brethren, sons of Abraham's family and those among you who fear God, to us the word of this salvation is sent to you. 
For those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers, recognizing neither him nor the utterances of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, fulfilled these by condemning him. And though they found no ground for putting him to death, they asked Pilate that he be executed. And when they had carried out all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And for the many days he appeared to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, the very ones who are now his witness to the people. And we preach to you the good news of this promise made by the fathers, that God has fulfilled the promise to our children, that he raised up Jesus, as it is also written in the second Psalm, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. Wow, yes, the power of God, reading God's word, understanding God's word, listening to God's great plan just from the beginning of time. And, and, and not only that, as he talked about the people of, of Israel coming out of Egypt, you know, the miracle that God had Moses lead these people away, and we all know about the ten plagues, and we all know that, not we all know, but I think most of you do. Sorry, I'm speaking to people that maybe don't know, and I'm sorry about that, that I'm speaking that way, but I'm just, sometimes you think everybody knows all the stories, and, and they don't necessarily. But anyway, the Israelites were slaves for years and years and years in Egypt, and then God brought them out, and Moses was chosen to lead. And Moses led them away. They were escaping, hundreds of thousands of them. And then Pharaoh turned his heart back and started chasing them. And they came to the Red Sea. And guess what? They were stuck. They were stuck. Except they weren't stuck because they had Almighty God on their hands. And you see that Moses prayed and and laid down his rod, and the sea opened, and the Israelites ran through the Red Sea to the other side, and they were looking back, seeing these people chasing him, the Egyptians and their chariots and their army chasing them, and they made it through the other side of the sea, and then, as we know, God closed up the sea and engulfed all of them, except Pharaoh hadn't gone in. So Pharaoh went back to his land, had to be absolutely uh, remorse, had to be absolutely bitter because of what had just taken place. He lost his army. He lost so many people because they did not serve Almighty God. And so here the Israelites, they're continuing their journey, and they're, and they're going on, and they're thinking, hey, we're heading to the promised land. Hey, we should be there shortly. Well, that wasn't the case at all. The Bible said they wandered for 40 years, 40 years in a circle, wandered out in the wilderness and wandering. And people turned away because they didn't have the patience. They lost their faith. And all sorts of stories came from that. And we see how God moved. But you know what? Maybe God was teaching and preparing them for their new land. I just heard a message the other day about that, how, how they, the 40 years was necessary for them to learn everything they need to learn before they journeyed into their new land. You know, I thought that was an interesting, interesting message. But they were ready. And, of course, we all know that Moses went and, and the tablets, the Ten Commandments that God brought down. And, 
and how the people had turned their back on God and built a golden calf. And they had Aaron, uh, Moses' brother, build that. And they started worshiping a golden calf. How dumb. Really? They'd seen the power of God. God had fed them manna from heaven. God had watched over them. God had opened the Red Sea. They'd seen the power of God over and over again. And they turned from him. People, that happens in our life today. We see the power of God. We see miracles in lives all around us. We see God touching lives. And yet, we turn around and we go against him. We reject him. We live for the world. Why is that? I tell you why. It's Satan. It is the enemy. The enemy tries to get in and cause havoc. He doesn't want Christendom to take over. He doesn't want the Boise Valley to be filled with dynamic churches with dynamic Christians. No, he wants people to live on their own. You know, this pandemic has caused a real pandemic of attendance in churches because now people, they stop going and everybody, including ourselves, offer a uh, church online. And so they watch that and they're used to doing that. So trying to get people back to church, oh, it's not easy. I mean, we're, we're about three quarters back, I think, but still three quarters back. It's been, what, two and a half years and it's just, uh, it, to me, it's, it's the enemy used this pandemic for his good. And we have to turn it around and use it for God's good. God has seen us through. And yes, there's going to be other things. There's going to be other situations. As the Bible said in the last days, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, which we know about, certainly know about in Ukraine and Russia. But we're not out of it necessarily either. And so we may be involved someday too. I don't know. But I know this. Our God is in charge, and our God reigns. One of my favorite songs is, "My Our God Reigns, because our God does reign. Our God is on the throne, but we have to put our faith, and we have to put our trust in Him. And so we, we see this. Uh, we see that Paul, when he preached on the Sabbath, he was preaching and reminding them of these things that had happened. He brought up Abraham's family. He brought up the, the Egyptians and uh, leaving Egypt and and, you know, he's just trying to rem- remind them of the things that had taken place and that they were free, you know. And so then he goes on, he talks more about that in the last part of the the passage. In fact, verse 42, I'll jump down to that. It says, as Paul and Barnabas were going out, the people kept begging that these things might be spoken to them the next Sabbath. They were hungry for the word of God. They were hungry for God's truth. People of God, are you hungry for God's truth? Are you so hungry that you'll dedicate yourself to listening to God's word, reading God's word, being a part of a good church family and allowing the spirit of God to move? Are you hungry? Are you hungering and thirsting after righteousness? Or has the world have you by its grips and you just serve God when it's convenient? People, we've got to take this serious. We've got to say Lord, may revival break out in the Treasure Valley. May the Spirit of God move powerfully. Lord, may you use the harvest coming up as a powerful and mighty thing. I know I talk about it a lot because it's one of those days I think thousands could possibly come to Jesus if we get them there, if we take it seriously. We don't plan other things over that event. You know, and you think, oh, you're trying to guilt us. Yeah, I guess I am because I think it's valuable that you be there. It's valuable that you have those non-Christians there. God wants to touch lives. He wants to touch lives in our churches every day. He wants the power of God to be seen, felt, understood, and people to come to know him. 
He loves you. He has a wonderful, wonderful plan for your life. Serve Him with all you have. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.